to Body by Beignets. Today, we are going to wrap up our spooky October episode series with a discussion about our childhood fears, but Disney style. So Mm. Disney movies typically evoke emotions of happiness and love, but sometimes like they can be totally traumatizing. Like, you know, when Scar kills Mufasa and then, you know, Simba's watching his father die and you watch, Mm. like, it's literally very traumatizing. Like, why do they always kill off parents? Like, I don't get that. Um, Someone had said it's because of Walt losing his parents when he was like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Well, it's just, it's awful. Like, I just don't like that. But before we get too deep into the episode, we do want to share our drink of the day. Um, So because we are so close to Halloween, it's two days away. um, Our drink is going to be the Madame Leota. So for this drink, you only need three ingredients. You're going to need two ounces of, do you say Vinique? Is that Mm -hmm. how you say that? Vinique Original Shimmery Liqueur, one ounce of purple grape juice, and eight ounces of cold Sprite. So you're going to blend. Ooh, it says that the Vinique Shimmery Liquid or Liqueur is a delicious blend of vodka, Moscato wine, and fruit flavors. Yeah, it's very good. And it's shimmery. So, you know, it's really pretty. And then... It says, give the bottle a good shake before you pour to evenly distribute all of the shimmery goodness. So mm-hmm. you go ahead and pour that in, add your grape and your Sprite, and you have a beautiful Madame Leota cocktail for Halloween. So sounds fun. I want to make you know, these. I think I'm going to mix some up and bring it to mom's party. And if you don't want, because I know you were kind of iffy about the grape juice, mm-hmm. you can always do a different kind of juice. Yeah, because it's, you know, I think it's to be purple, like Madame Leota, but isn't the Vinique purple already? Mm -hmm. So maybe you could do, you know, I don't know if the white grape juice tastes better. You know, like how they have like the blends, the juice blends where it's like white grape and peach or whatever. I don't know. I haven't drank juice in a while. Yeah, I don't really drink juice. I don't buy juice. (laughs) Oh, we buy juice. Mike likes it. Aww, my kids Mikey are old. Just because it. you get older doesn't mean you can't drink juice. Well, you're not supposed to drink juice. The pediatrician says you you don't drink juice. You're supposed to drink water. So I mean, yeah, yeah. But it's but be- I feel like it's better than soda if you get, like the all natural ones. Yeah, that's true. If you want something sweet, but okay. So we need to get back into what freaked us out as kids. So we are going to start with Disney movies that freaked us out. So we're not saying that this is like. Disney's all-time most scariest movies. We're saying, like, what traumatized us as children and still sticks with us today. Like, even riding some of the rides at Disney that focus on these rides still creep me out a little bit, like, even as an adult. So Mm -hmm. um, we can kind of start with our number three, like we did the last episode, and work our way to our number one most scary Disney movie. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, so number three, mine is a specific scene and it was the fire scene from Bambi. Oh yeah. Like that scene just really did it for me. I don't know. I feel like I tried to block it out because I rewatched Bambi not that long ago and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this and how like sad that movie is. Yeah. So yeah, the fire scene from Bambi is, yeah, yeah, definitely traumatized me a little bit as a kid. (laughs) Yeah. 
I would say my number three, I put the nightmare before Christmas because I love obviously Jack Skellington, but I remember watching that as a kid. And I think claymation kind of creeps me out anyway, because of the way that it like moves kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but also like Jack, the pumpkin King, like catching on fire. Like he's terrifying all of those things (laughs) like that, that the lady with the ripped clothes with her, her son on the freaking unicycle looks like he's covered in throw up. Do you know what I'm talking about? What? Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's this lady and she's like pulling her very large son on a bicycle or some sort and his shirts all ripped. Like they look disgusting. I do not remember that. Okay. I will find a picture of them while we're talking and send it to you. But also like the creepy doctor who's with Sally, who like itches his brain and the thing under the bed and even Oogie Boogie. You know what I mean? Like all the characters are just so creepy. Like they totally creep me out. And even like Santa and like Halloween or not Halloween town, like Christmas land is a Christmas land. I don't know what Christmas they call town. it. Maybe Christmas town. Um, even that like has a very Tim Burton-y, like it's not magical Christmas. It's definitely not elf. You know what I mean? It has even Santa is not fully like jolly Santa. So the whole thing just really creeped me out as a kid. Oh, see, I love nightmare for it. It never creeped me out. Yeah. Well, see, you also like scary movies. I don't. So the whole thing like just freaked me out as a kid when I came out. I wonder what year it was that that came out. Hmm. Um, I mean, my number two doesn't make any sense. And I don't know why I refused to watch it as a kid. I just did not like it was Peter Pan. Oh, I did not like Peter Pan. Okay. And I don't know what it is. I just remember like this deep seated, like just no, like I think mom tried to put it on a few times and Mm -hmm. I don't remember what scene it got to, but it like really freaked me out. I don't know if it was Captain Hook, Mm -hmm. if it was, I don't know what it was, but I just remember. And I still, to this day, like it's been a long time since I've actually watched Peter Pan. Huh? Well, I mean, he is kind of like creeping into your window at night to whisk you away. You know what I mean? That's creepy. Yeah. So I don't know nightly. I just know it's on my list. I don't know exactly he gives what me very was. you vibes. Like, you know, did you ever watch yes. that show you mm-hmm. where he oh, like watches watching, yeah. and stalks his bit? Peter mm-hmm. Pan's a little stalkerish. Wendy needs to watch out. Mm. But yeah. yeah, so just that movie as a whole is on my number two. And obviously it doesn't like freak me out now, but mm-hmm. I but still kid, just, I just did. And I think something is like, I don't, I just, I haven't watched it in forever. I can't tell you the last time I actually watched the full Peter Pan movie. And I think it's because like, I hated it so much as a kid. Huh. So how do you feel about the Peter Pan ride at Disneyland? I mean, it's okay. It's not something that I have to do. Oh, you're breaking Miriam's heart right now. I know. That's her number one. It's like, it's cute, but Mm -hmm. I have a stronger attachment with the other dark rides. Mm -hmm. I I really think it stems from me not wanting to watch it as a kid. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, there was this thing at oh my god do you know where that place makudu's island is now yeah mm-hmm. so there's this place called makudu's island it's kind of like a jungle gyms where you go and it has like play areas for kids whatever well it used to be this disney center yes i remember that that me and danny and matt our cousins used to go to all the time mm-hmm. like mom and aunt tammy would take us like every summer there was a slide but there was shadows of some characters 
and Captain Hook was on it. And I'm pretty sure that like, it just that really helps seal the totally deal for me. You out. Well, yeah. and you know, it's so funny. If you have not listened to our villains episode from last week, you need to go back and listen to it because we sing Captain Hook's praises, but not the cartoon one, Mm-mm. the live action Captain no. Hook from what is that series again called? I keep once upon a time. Oh man, he is. He is a babe. That's so yeah. funny. I'm actually watching that right now because I never watched the full series when it was on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, I've been binge watching it and Captain it's, Hook actually just showed up. Yeah. See, I binge watched it like several years ago on Netflix. And mm-hmm. just, like, yeah. It's on it Disney Plus now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So good. All right. So my number two is Pinocchio. Like the, Ooh. yeah, that one mm-hmm. always freaked me out. And even the ride at Disney's is like super dark. So like yeah. kidnapping, we're taking this kid away, the whole like wagon full of boys and like the whole Pleasure Island situation Weird. is terrifying. And even before they get there, Stromboli, that gigantic puppet master, yeah. he freaked me out so bad. And I've read the book to my students before. And he talks about like wanting to eat the puppets because they like ruined like his dinner. So he was like going to eat Pinocchio and another puppet like sacrificed himself or whatever. So we got, yeah, Stromboli, super creepy. Then the whole sketchy Pleasure Island situation with the stealing the kids and they turn into donkeys and they're crying, like the crying donkeys in the cages. (laughs) And then- he gets eaten by that whale, like monstro. And then like the whole yeah. thing is just a trauma after trauma after trauma. Like, yeah, I forgot about Pinocchio, but that's a, yeah, that one yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of either. Yeah. So no, thank you to Pinocchio. That's my number two. Oh yeah. Um, my number one. So I actually really liked the I'm not liked, but I watched this movie a lot as a kid. Oh, I think um, the same one then was Hunchback. Yes. Not- Notre Dame. Uh-huh. It's my number so one too. I enjoyed this movie. I watched it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it because of Quasimodo. Like I loved yeah. Quasimodo. Well, because he's so sweet and you feel bad for him. Um, but I rewatched this movie as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't remember just how dark. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I know a lot of Disney movies have dark, you know, like Pinocchio, like you were saying, but this whole movie is dark. Mm-hmm. It starts off with this woman running, looking for sanctuary mm-hmm. because she's being attacked. Mm-hmm. Quasimodo was bullied the entire time. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I cried last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. It just makes you so sad. He gets treated like garbage. Yeah. And he doesn't even get the girl in the end. She no. like is like she friend zones Quasimodo and then yes. goes off with what is that Clyde or I Claude don't know or, I don't know whatever no yeah. Claude Frollo is the bad Ugh. guy Ugh. Um, but that scene particularly where he's singing about Hellfire and like caressing her face yeah that Ugh. no that did it for me that's number one scariest creepiest yeah. yeah no same I did I put that as number one and my notes say Claude Frollo scary guy in building. Rapey vibes. <laughs> That's literally what they put. Like, there's a I lot mean, of darkness true. and fire, and even like the three gargoyles that they try to make like funny to like lighten the situation, just don't. Like they're still kind of dark gargoyles, and then the whole um, 
what topsy turvy that that whole like festival where it's supposed to be like fun where they're dancing around or whatever the masks yes. creeped me out the whole time like mm-hmm. everything about that movie is just a big no for me i don't yeah. i don't like that movie so yeah it just makes me so sad because like i mean yes he gets a friend mm-hmm. which i guess is like yay but mm-hmm. but he loves know, her just like watching him get like like tomatoes thrown at him and him being bullied the whole time. I'm like, this movie is so freaking sad. It and then is. when he's not being bullied, Claude, Claude Frollo is being a rapey. Like, I don't, it's just he's all disgusting. Over. Yeah. There's like barely any joy in that movie. Yeah. Well, and I read somewhere that if they had stayed true to, oh gosh, what is it? Was it Victor Hugo? Is that the mm-hmm. person who wrote it? If they stayed true to his original novel, this would have been Disney's first rated r film if they i believe it yeah stay true to the actual story so the whole thing the the fact that they took that as one of their stories to run with and make a children's cartoon is just a little strange to me and you never see any of those characters anywhere in the parks Mm -hmm. there's no merchandise for quasimodo esmeralda like none of it you don't see any of it so i think disney even may regret that decision I feel like watching the cartoon now, I'm like, this should at least be like PG-13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they talk about hell a lot, mm-hmm. which I mean, okay, I get like a lot of religions. They teach about hell when the kids are, you know, young, mm-hmm. whatever. But like in a Disney movie to be singing about hellfire and like the way he treats Esmeralda and like the ultimatums he gives her. And like, I don't know. It's just disgusting. Yeah. So we, we definitely agree. Our number one is hunchback. Do you say Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, I feel like Notre Dame. I I don't know. That's too. It's like when you say Caribbean and Caribbean, you know, true. Got it. Tomato, tomato, tomatillo and tomato. Tomatillo. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about Disney park urban legends that still freak us out. And we are back and we are going to talk about top Disney parks, urban legends that still freak us out. And honestly, some of them have been disproven, but some of them, I feel like there's truth to every lie. You know how they say there's always an element of truth to a lie Mm -hmm. or to a story and it just kind of gets blown out of proportion. Well, even if any of these have any sort of truth to it, like just like freaks me out. So Yeah. So Shelby, why don't you kick us off with one that I still think about? And honestly, I tell my kids about it and they, Mm -hmm. they listen and they don't do it. So yeah, I never have. I've never. Mm -mm. So the whole, if you raise your hands on space mountain, your hands will get chopped off. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually sink down in my seat a little bit. I know I'm not even tall. Okay. I'm five, five on a good day. So like, I don't, The fact that I still slink down in my seat when there's people who are over six feet that sit there comfortably and are fine, but I'm just convinced you can't see what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm convinced there's a bar somewhere. Well, and I feel like 
I feel like the tracks. So there was one time where the ride had stopped and they had to turn on the lights and you could see what it looked like. And honestly, it's just kind of like a big circular going down track kind of a thing, but they are stacked pretty close. And yeah, I'm not very tall either, but I just have this awful fear that if I raise my hands, like I'm going to lose a finger or something Mm -hmm. like I just, yeah, I can't. And I've told my kids and they will, they refuse to raise their hands on space mountain because I've traumatized them with, I've never been a huge, like arms up on rides anyway, type person. See, I do on some of them. Like some, like, um, splash mountain at the end, I'll raise my arms in the air, like down the big drop or oh, like guardians fair. of the galaxy, you know, when rocket tells you to wave your hands around or whatever, like I do that too. Um, but yeah, it just depends on the ride. Like in credit coaster, there's no room. Like we've tried to put up our hands and because yeah. of like the shoulder yeah, it ends up being restraint, a little, uh-huh. Yeah. You're like <laughs> hand up next to your shoulder situation. Like, yeah. like T-Rex arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So speaking of space mountain, the second one is now, I don't know how much truth is to this, but I've heard it from multiple sources and each one is a little bit different, but similar. So it says that there was one time a coaster train fell off of the track and it killed people, but Disney paid them off to never speak about it. So like, it had gone to the bottom, right? And like things happened and nobody in the outside knew, you know, like how they always tell you like the ride's broken down, you need to get out of line, but you never mm-hmm. know what broke down in the ride, right? Uh-huh. So, so like rumor has it that the train fell off somehow off the track or whatever, people died and the families wanted to sue because obviously, you know, so they ushered them out of like a back exit like at the bottom of the ride and Disney paid them to never speak about it. So yeah, there's that. I need to know if this is true. I know because I think goofy sky school, how that oh, someone's for sure on the died. rails. Like there's that, no, I know there's that no is way flung that, off at least once. Like, there's I know. No... Every time I'm on it, I'm like, why, why did I get on this? This is, um, but okay. Let's be realistic for a minute. As magical and as much as we love Disney, they're mm-hmm. still a big corporation. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if they paid, if they paid off. someone off to keep mm-hmm. them quiet. Well, and also we're talking about Space Mountain, which really hasn't seen a refurbishment in a very long time. They do need to replace a lot of things. So, like, I mean, it's not totally far-fetched. No. Yeah. And now I'm going to be thinking every time a ride is shut down that <laughs> – Someone's died. I know. So yeah. So there's that for you. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, we have an entire list of Disneyland deaths. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna power on. on through. And these mm-hmm. are not urban legends. These are actually on record as people who have died at the park. So um, if you don't want to hear about death, you can just skip along to the next part of <laughs> part of this. Um, so 1964, 15-year-old boy killed trying to stand up on the Matterhorn bobsleds thrown from the ride. And he passed away three days later from injuries. Yeah. Um, so technically it wasn't on Disneyland property, but, you know, but also like if you're going to choose to be an idiot on a ride, you know what I mean? Like you can't blame Disney for that. Like I don't. Okay. Yes. Tragic makes me very sad for them and their families. Mm-hmm. 
but come on like what Mm -hmm. who tries to first of all that ride is rickety as hell anyway i know i'm already afraid that the whole bobsled is just going to shoot off the side of the mountain like Like, when i was there with mom yeah i know like and even how like that seatbelt's pretty tight i don't know how like in the time after like they buckle you up and you're going that you can like wiggle out of that don't know yeah was it you someone had told me that they like space mountain was stopped because some a, a guy who was by himself had gotten himself out of his restraints mm-hmm. i believe it was so it was a um a teenager with autism i believe mm-hmm. um i don't know if he was overstimulated or what the situation was but somehow he got out of his restraint and got out as the car was going up the lift hill before you know like when you're in like the tunnel with all the lights mm-hmm. and stuff yeah so was able to get out and they saw him on one of their video cameras and like, okay, those things are so tight. I don't know. I know. I, how on earth? I, yeah, I have no idea. Oh, um, yeah. sidetrack. Anyways, let's see. 1973, an 18-year-old man drowned after he and his little brother, who was 10, hit on Tom Sawyer Island until after closing and then tried to swim across when they wanted to return home. Oh, boy. Again, why? Why? I don't, you know, I know. Also, if you're not a strong swimmer, why would that be your plan? I don't, you know, I think kids don't think they're like, oh man, we're going to sneak in and we're going to be here. And it's like a dare and whatever. And they don't really think about like the actual logistics of the situation, you know? No. Also, Tom Sawyer Island is creepy as hell. So it is. Yeah. Um, apparently the older brother tried to carry his younger brother to shore, but didn't make it. He disappeared under the water about halfway across the 10 year old was rescued by a ride operator, but the older boy's body wasn't found until the next morning. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um, let's see. 1998. Oh, I'm going to butcher their name so bad. Luan Fai Dawson and Lu Thoi Vong. 33 and 43 were waiting to board the Columbia. And as the boat docked at the rivers of America, it tore a metal cleat loose, which struck them both. Mm-hmm. What? That's I some, heard- like, that's like um, final destination. Uh-huh. Stuff. Yeah. No, I actually did hear about this one and that Disney, like there was a whole, I think I saw it on YouTube or something. I don't know, but there was a whole thing done on it and Disney did pay them their families for that happening. And now they have like different safety measures in place as far as their ship. Like this one is a definite, definitely happened. Oh, so one of them survived. Vong survived, but Dawson was brain dead and passed away two days later. That Mm -hmm. is awful. Mm -hmm. And to not even be like on a ride, you know, it's not like a ride like derailed and you went plummeting or whatever. You're standing there waiting for a boat. I know. I know. It's literally like Final Destination. See, it really like is. Really freaks me out. I know, right? Yeah. Those are movies I don't watch. I watch no. a lot of scary movies, but the Final Destination movies, I can't. Have you ever seen any of them? Yes, I okay. have. Okay. Yeah, I know. Now I cannot drive behind a truck that has anything nope. in it. Like nope. a ladder? Logs, poles? Logs. Nope. Nothing. Nope. I, I, nope. Move. I will get into a slower lane if it means 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Two teenagers were killed 13 years apart, both while trying to hop cars while on the people mover. Mm-hmm. Which is why I heard that like they closed it down at Disneyland in general because people were dying slash getting hurt because they were being stupid. 
Um, one of them was Ricky Lee Yama, who was 17. He was crushed to death in 1967. And Gerardo Gonzalez, 18, was crushed and dragged by a car when he fell onto the track. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being on that ride when no, that happened? No, I can't. Ugh, I would be so traumatized. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to go back for a while. No, no, I don't think so. Um, and then Marcelo Torres in 2003, he was 22. Okay. 2003. This is fairly recent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was killed on big thunder mountain railroad when the car he was on separated from the rest of the train. Oh, I can't. No, he was the only fatality, but several other passengers sustained injuries. I heard, I I heard he was, he was impaled is what I heard. I don't know what the truth is to that situation, but that it derailed and he was impaled on something, which is a nightmare. Can you imagine if you were in that back car that was attached to his car? No. That got atta- and then you see him going and the panic you would feel because you're like, well, I'm going next. I just, it, it like makes me sick to my stomach. I know. It's terrifying. I was telling Sheena there was, I mean, this was not even nearly as bad, but we, me and her, we got on a family trip to Disneyland and we were going to get in line for big thunder road mountain. And as we were walking, I don't remember if the EMTs like ran by us or what, they but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they like, so we're watching them run by us. Right. But we we're like, I mean, so we kept walking, <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. but they ended up shutting down and I don't, was the kid, he was in line, right? He was climbing on the rocks and he fell and he hit his head and was like unconscious in line. Mm-hmm. Just, but yeah. see, that's what like the, I mean, yes, the, the whole like, um, thing on the Columbia swinging out, not their fault. The train, you know, detaching is not their fault, but 80% of the time I feel like these accidents and fatalities happen because somebody is doing what they're not supposed to do. So it's like, just follow the rules. I'm such a rule follower. So when it tells me to keep my hands, arms, legs, and feet inside, I do, you know, like there's a reason they're telling you to do that. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm trying to think like (laughs) what, (laughs) what I would do if my train, like if I became detached, I know. Like, like I would probably, I think I would probably try to jump out. Oh no, hundred percent. I've already thought about this many times, like how I would try to get out of something, but like those bars are so tight. So maybe the thing is, is when you put on your lap bar, don't pull it down all the way. That way you give yourself an escape route that you can mm-hmm. like wiggle out or something. Yeah. You have to be really fast thinking though. I know. No, I think I'd panic. Ugh. I think I would just panic. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's so goes. scary. It is terrifying. Okay, Ugh. well, let's talk about one that isn't realistic but has gone around for a very long time. And that is that Walt's frozen head is somewhere in the park. So Walt Disney wasn't cryogenically frozen, even though people have said, and his frozen body and or head isn't underneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, In reality, he did die in 1966 from lung cancer and he was cremated two days later. So his body was cremated. He was not frozen. I've heard, I've also heard that his frozen head is, you know, where there's like the golden spike by the castle, Mm -hmm. like it's down there, like they buried his head down in that location as well. So 
It says, though, that the urban legend likely dates back to an interview in 1972 given by Bob Nelson, president of the Cryonic Society of California, and he said that Disney wanted to be frozen but stressed that he wasn't. Disney's ashes are located at the Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale and have not been scattered around Disneyland. So, you know, this is one of those urban legends that there's some conspiracy theories that I'm like, you know, I feel like that could be true. I know, right? Like where people say, no, aliens don't exist. And then, you know, I won't lie to you. I've considered this one being true. Yeah, I know. See that. And that's how like these things, not just his head though, like his, his whole body. Mm -hmm. No, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, why would you just freeze your head, freeze your whole body? Like Mike and I had a full discussion about this actually. (laughs) And he was like, no. And then one day he goes, cause Disney is slowly taking over. He goes, they're involved in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. They've slowly taken over. He goes, and then he's frozen. They're going to unfreeze him and he's Mm going to come back and he's going to be like, (laughs) he's going to rule it all. I mean, like, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm fine with Disney coming back. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, this is definitely what there's some conspiracy theories. I'm like, oh, give me a break. Mm-hmm. But this guy <laughs> who keeps stressing that he wasn't sounds like a cover up to me. Mm, very true. Very Until true. Until I see that those ashes have been DNA tested. I mean, <laughs> can't tell me nothing. <laughs> um, all right. I did not know this. The Haunted Mansion scared someone to death. Hmm. So it opened in 1969, but some say that an earlier version of the ride was so terrifying that a man invited to preview the attraction suffered a heart attack and died. Hmm. Which I'm like, what was going on in that ride? Because there's nothing in that ride now that would scare me so bad that I would But also we kind of were talking about this when we were talking about the new Halloween movie. And I had told you we watched the 1970s version before we watched the recent version. Right. And so back then what was scary seems super cheesy to us today. Like the fake knife, the blood didn't even look like blood colored. It was like bright red. You know what I mean? So like maybe back then it was much scarier to them than it is now because everything looks so realistic. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, so due to the unfortunate circumstance, Disney offered ordered the ride to be toned down to prevent anyone else from being scared to death. Um, there is no evidence to support that anyone ever died in the haunted mansion, though there was one time an 89-year-old woman broke her hip getting off of a new <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're so awful. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's just funny. I'm sorry. It's not funny. All How right, like unfortunately on. sad that you take grandma to Disneyland and she, you know, like, she breaks, breaks her, her hip. Well, our aunt broke mansion. her toe in line at the Haunted Mansion. Remember oh, she caught her yes. toe on, or she didn't break it. She dislocated it. No, no. It Okay. So, you know, when you stub your little toe and you don't want to look at it you're because convinced you're convinced it's, it's going to be uh-huh. like, at an, no, hers was at a right angle. Oh yeah, like it, it was, was her foot was pointing forward, her toe was pointing right. Like it was <laughs> like it, it was, was about to make a turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah, not not good. Yeah. And that was in line for the haunted mansion. It was. Yeah. Mm. 
creepy. Creepy. All right. So now we're moving on to something that really does freak me out. Like paranormal stuff always just has freaked me out so much. So these are Disneyland ghost stories. So this first one is about Walt Disney's love of trains and in particular, the Disneyland railroad that circles the park. So we've already talked about like making this ride scary, but this This is legit, like Mm -hmm. scary. So the train command center has a board that shows where the trains are on the track. And late at night in the far corner, a train would show on board and the whistle would blow even though there was no train out there. Mm -hmm. So the old guys used to say, that's Walt's train. So I know. I mean, it's kind like, of unsettling, but then they say that's terrifying. Walt's train and it, it's kind of sweet. Like, you know. I know, it's kind of sweet and scary at the same time. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the second one has to do with Walt Disney's smoking habit. So Lillian, his wife, made sure that Walt wasn't seen smoking in public areas around kids. So he used to go out to the staircase behind his apartment to smoke. And after he died, the security supervisor used to smell cigarette smoke back there almost every night. And I guess he hid to try to catch a smoker, but he never did. He never found any cigarette butts, um, but he always smelled fresh smoke. So he was like convinced it was Walt sneaking in cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, wild. You know, they say there's all sorts of ways that spirits try to like contact us through all sorts of, yeah, different ways. So like, I mean... That could definitely be one. Okay, so guests claim to see ghosts all the time, especially of Walt Disney himself. Um, But one amateur paranormal investigator who asked to remain nameless to avoid getting a cast member in trouble, my gosh, that said she was once in the park after hours and when she saw something in fantasy land, there was, well, this is her quote. So we saw a man standing just outside the castle on the drawbridge. He smiled and waved, she says, recognizing him as Walt. He stayed for about 20 seconds, then slowly disappeared. It was the second time the cast member friend who had let her into the park after hours. So that's why they didn't want to say her name, right? Um, Had seen Walt at the park. So cast members have seen Walt after hours, like his ghost. I don't know how that makes me feel (laughs) creeped out, but also because we have this like nostalgic love for Walt Disney, but like, I mean, he's still, it's still a ghost. Yeah. So it's still like, what is what it is? Like it's, (laughs) I know like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's a story about a worker who died during construction of Pirates of the Caribbean who haunts it to this day. There's no, or there's talk of real ghosts being linked to people dropping the ashes of loved ones at Haunted Mansion and of Walt Disney keeping vigil at the window in his old apartment above the fire station where there's always a lamp on in memory of him. Yeah. Um, I did not know about the worker on Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-mm. I mean, actually, you know what? I feel like I've heard that before and it's not in our version. Maybe it is in our version of Pirates. I didn't know if it was ours or Walt Disney World's where... I want to say the ghost's name is George or something. And like when the cast members get the ride going in the morning, they have to greet him and say, good morning, George, or at night, like Mm. good night, George. And if they don't, the ride breaks breaks down down all day. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe that that is just some, some freaky stuff. Now this one, I'm not going to lie. When I found it, I 
was really kind of shaken up about it. And I, we just recently rode this at night and I don't know why it just freaks me out. So in 1984, a woman named Dolly Young, who was riding the famous Disneyland Matterhorn roller coaster, was thrown from her bobsled and killed by an oncoming bobsled. No nope. cast members who work on the ride claim her ghost still lingers in a section where she died that they call Dolly's Dip and can hear strange sounds at night. So, yep. yeah, that's like a that's a whole lot of nope. Okay, you know? well, which dip is hers? I don't know. So I need to do some further investigation on this dip, but maybe I don't because like, you know, when you make yourself available, (laughs) you know, spirits reach out. I don't, I don't want to talk to Dolly. I don't want her to reach out to me. I don't, I don't want to know. (laughs) Like, please just keep it to yourself, Dolly. in peace, Dolly. I (laughs) I don't need to know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That unsettles me. I don't yeah. <laughs> mm, don't like that. Yeah. Um, okay, and this one's very interesting to me. Mr. One Way. So Cole has talked about this. A Disneyland legend that supposedly appears next to single riders on Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a quote from one of the workers. It says he will appear in an empty seat on a ride vehicle, but disappears before the final tunnel at the end of the ride. Park goer Vanessa Purcella believes she may have encountered Mr. One Way on a trip to Disneyland. She felt a hard tug on her hair when there was no one behind her to have done it. Both Bernie and Barry, or are they from the storytelling? Yeah, um, well, they're no, they're paranormal, like oh, um, specialists or something. Say that hair pulling is common with entities trying to make contact with the living. Oh, oh I just got chills. Oh, I know. No, 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 no. Now when I feel my hair being pulled, I'm going to literally <laughs> <laughs> <at> my pants. <laughs> okay, so this is also one that's off the books. So I give this story credit to um, I listened to a Disneyland podcast called DL Weekly, mm-hmm. and they were interviewing a former cast member who is a custodian. And he said that like, you know, they're in the parks after hours. And so they see and hear a lot of things. Well, he had encountered, I guess, a woman who appeared to be a woman, but was in full um, Victorian almost dress and was asking where the bathroom was. And there was like crying or something. And so he sent her to the bathroom over by the plaza in like, you know, where it's like right where um, Main Street kind of feeds into Tomorrowland Mm -hmm. over in that bathroom. And he said he could hear them talking and like almost like an accent and crying, but it was after hours. So he's like, well, you know, the park is closed, sent somebody else in there, but there was nobody in the bathroom. Like, and he was standing out there and didn't see anybody leave. And so there are a few cast members who have said there are some Victorian women who hang out in that bathroom. So like, I just don't go in that bathroom, but so there's that. If you want to investigate that. Mm, No, I don't. (laughs) Thank you. I know. So Mm. it's like, and Disneyland is supposed to be like this happy, magical place, but like in reality, it's still you know, a business, it's a living, breathing place where real life happens and accidents happen. And, you know, like, it's just, I I don't want to encounter any of that. I'm really creeped out now. I know. Right. Well, 
Now that we're super creeped out, um, I think we're going to wrap up the show. And this is perfect, though. We wanted to creep you out because Halloween is in two days. So we... um, when this airs the next day, we will be going to our mom's Halloween party. It's going to be our first big Halloween shouldn't dig in a long time. And we're going to be all dressed up and we have costume contests and Shelby, I think you're going to be part of the Marvel universe, correct? Correct. And so is Mike. Nice. Mm -hmm. Super excited. I'm not, I'm going rogue. I'm going DC. So that's all right. Yeah. It is what it is, but, but at school today, um, hosting the Halloween party at school. So, okay. I got the other teachers involved. We were the three Sanderson sisters. So I, I was Sarah. I got the entire full costume. So I had the purple cape with her dress. I got her necklace she was wearing. I even got like bloomers, like a petticoat to wear underneath Mm -hmm. and everything. And my homeroom dad really came through. So I told him like, I wanted to creep out the kids and play that, you know, the come little children, I'll take thee Mm -hmm. away, you know, the song. And he's like, yeah, but what if we play it? And then we have fog coming out of the classroom. Oh, (laughs) so he got a fog machine. Um, and then I have banners that say it's all just a bunch of hocus pocus. And there's, um, a photo wall where the kids can take one next to the cauldron where they make the potion and each kid is getting like a baby cauldron filled with candy and, you know, and doing other stuff, but it was very Disney hocus pocusy. So, so so much fun. Yeah. 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 Hocus pocus is one of my all time favorites. It really is. And I know it's like super campy and cheesy, but it is just like, in my opinion, it's like elf is for Christmas. Mm -hmm. If I don't watch hocus pocus at Halloween, was it even Halloween? Correct. No, it was not. So we got to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. So TikTok, I only have two days left until Halloween. So I need to like get my act together here. Get on it. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up. Thank you again for taking the time to hang out with us today. If you love listening to our show, subscribe, tell a friend and rate and review us. We would love a five-star review. It helps other Disney loving friends to find our podcast. Yes. And as always, follow along with us on Instagram at Body by Beignets, where we post our episode updates and our content from the parks and all things Disney that we do. Um, You can always reach out to us on Instagram or you can email us at bodybybeignets at gmail.com. And before we totally go away, Shelby, only 21 days until our girls trip. Super excited. And our next episode, episode 32, will be our one-year anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Already? Yeah. Yeah. So our first episode aired November 4th of 2020. So our next episode will be our one year. So we'll have to plan something special. Yeah. So one-year anniversary party. Hey, it'll be so exciting. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to Body by Beignets, where Disney does a body good. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.